stupid cat. What's up? Well, it's just Wednesday. I know, man. I know. I we we we've got to get uh healthy and our schedules in sync again. <laughs> we need we need healthy days and 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 happy days to all uh sync up so we can so we can do this show more often because man we missed out we missed out on some uh some stuff uh that's all right because we're we're here today on the daily cup almost daily occasionally daily cup of genre here on the uh genreverse youtube channel and genreverse podcast network available on all your favorite podcast apps like google spotify uh apple and more i'm kyle that's manny and uh yeah hit the subscribe button follow us on that on that uh favorite app of yours for for podcasts uh we've got twitter information on the screen in front of you description box down uh down below uh check out the website lrmonline.com and uh yeah there's there's lots of great content here besides daily cog uh we've got a lot of anime stuff on the youtube channel of course breaking geek radio the cantina and, and uh more so yeah uh let's start off with some something uh uh cool for you for me uh for for uh uh anime fans uh LRM genre reverse fans uh we announced this a bit uh uh last week uh last weekend uh when Brian was here uh Brian does the uh uh anime versal reviews and uh reactions AVR squared uh with Christine and I uh we're going to anime expo and we're dragging Manny along with us into the den of weebs uh, to host a panel at Anime Expo that uh, Manny has so graciously uh, agreed to moderate for us. So pretty excited about that. We're going to be talking about uh, anime's influence on uh, parenting, raising kids. Uh, you've got uh, a lot of uh, experience in in the panel Parents, uh, uh, Brian works professionally with U.S. military kids, uh, so yeah, should should be a lot of fun. Uh, the panel is July third uh, at Anime Expo, room four hundred two ten a.m. Be there, Manny. How you how you feeling, man? Have you ever hosted a panel? Have you ever been on a panel or moderated a, a panel? I've done similar things, but not not nothing like that though. Um, I, how you feeling about it? Meh, it's fine. I'm just kidding. I'm excited, man. Oh my god! <laughs> I was gonna let I was gonna let it drag on a little bit more for effect, but um, no, I'm super excited. I'm very uh, honored for the for the privilege because I mean that's kind of a bucket listing for many people. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it's it's um, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. Regardless, I mean, as a parent myself, um, <clears throat> I get to. Point at everybody in the room and go, you weebs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, not, nothing more than to uh, take my whip out and control the monkeys on stage. <laughs> yeah, good good luck. <laughs> have you ever have you ever watched <laughs> us on on camera? <laughs> I, th I thought you were gonna say they're gonna say, "Have you ever seen monkeys on stage?" <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, the way we're kind of building it is like a uh uh ted talk meets q a we've got yeah. uh we've got like i said a lot of experience uh stories and we're each covering a kind of like a specific aspect brian's going to kind of be looking at the uh socialization as uh army brat all three of us were were army brats but uh as an army brat himself and then working with 
Army kids as part of uh, Child and Youth Services there. He's seen firsthand, experienced firsthand how anime can be that uh, that uh, icebreaker. You see someone wearing a Dragon Ball shirt and you're brand new, that gives you an, an in. And kids moving around is something very near and dear to to us, like I said, as, as military kids. Um, I'm going to kind of discuss some of the uh, generational aspects and how uh, uh, my love and appreciation of anime has allowed my son and I to have a connection. Of course, Christina's as well. Uh, but kind of look at how anime helps bridge gaps. I mean, you, you got kids today watching Dragon Ball. Their parents watched Dragon Ball when they were kids and things like that. So, uh, and then Christine's got uh, uh, other aspects. So it should it should all turn out fun. Manny will help guide us through uh, those ask us tangent questions, and there there'll be uh, a chance for some uh, uh, Q and A. So again, Anime Expo AVR hosting a panel moderated by Manny Gomez. Uh, be sure to uh, check it out. Yeah, Lots awesome. Of fun. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. I'm sure that is something you've wanted to talk about. We didn't get a chance to uh, talk about box office numbers earlier this week, so we'll we'll touch on it quickly. But what do you think of uh, Spider-Verse, man? Uh, almost perfect, man. Really? Almost perfect. They didn't have audio issues. <laughs> I keep hearing that. That is so bad. Oh my god that's you even had the filmmakers put out a, a tweet saying hey ask your ask your theater to adjust their yeah. their sound system and it's like oh my god and that's the word yeah that's not good the thing, the thing <laughs> is um and i was talking to a couple of editors at work yesterday who obviously work with videos all day mm-hmm. um sometimes to the general to, to general audiences you might not notice it um and and I as do. the move and as the movie goes hold on that's that's kind of what i'm getting oh. at um and as the movie goes on, you kind of just kind of like accept it because mm-hmm. it's a really good movie. But if you do this for a living, reviewing films, editing films, just really nitpicking about technical things. Cinephile. Yeah. Yeah. It or, is uh, uh, audiophile. It's glaring. <laughs> and that um, sounds rough. And it's like and so at the end. So at the end of the day, it's like, oh, that was a fantastic movie. Too bad the audio was screwed up. Um, but it's, it's almost, it's with everything else that happens in it. I feel like it's almost nitpicking. Mm. Um, but I don't know. A lot of people were complaining about it, even on breaking geek radio, which you guys can find their review right here. Uh, Jonesy. And then Jonesy also had to do the the old man complaining about teenagers thing, which to be fair, you and I do the old man complaining about young people thing as well. Quite often. What's the complaint? What did he complain about? He was talking about like. Uh, teenagers being on their phones, talking, like just being teenagers. Oh, I jo- so Jonesy had to get off my lawn moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's I think that was the other thing that I really loved about the movie, which has nothing to do with. Well, I mean, it, it does, but the movie. But um, I was in a theater that was about 60, 40 adults and kids. Mm-hmm. And at the end, um, a group of kids had the same reaction as a group of adults. <laughs> and, and I and I and I was just sitting there laughing because because a movie was able to have these two different demographics react the exact same way. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, although one could argue those men were also children, but I I will not support that argument because uh, <laughs> sometimes you know movies have you were in that group, yeah, yeah. But it, but like I'm like I'm like, isn't that really cool that a movie could do that? You yeah. know, different different generations, and you're getting a same reaction out of a moment. I think yeah, that's I absolutely. think that I mean like what else do you want out of a movie? Um, uh, I that's that's something I've. <laughs> You like good audio. <laughs> <laughs> good audio. That's something uh, I've mentioned, you know, time and time again about uh, certain products like a uh, Star Wars, for example, most recent uh, season of Mandalorian. That there are there are ways to make things appeal to to all ages, and and when you do that, you one, it's uh, great business sense because you cast a wide net, but two, you just you don't. <sighs> you don't limit yourself at all you don't limit yourself in the in the front end with with the the marketing and the, and the movie itself to where it's just parents going just for their kids you you then build a, a fan base in the older group that have money to spend on collectibles or or whatever and it's not just spider-man again I'm, I'm talking just just in general and it's fine to make things for it's fine to make things for kids but it's nice to hear that while the first movie did well relatively uh it wasn't a, 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 it wasn't the uh financial success of other animated uh animated films uh that they didn't go a route with this to to uh just just capitalize on on 10 year olds like mando season 3 kind of seemed to seem to do seemed to do uh so that's good i'm 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 happy when something can appeal to uh all ages and be equally enjoyable have things for the the 10 year olds and then have things for the the uh almost 40 year olds uh in the off uh, in the office in the audience as well so bravo to that uh 221 uh million worldwide so far again animated film and it's not disney so it's good but uh uh these films are always Though these types of animated films that don't have that uh uh that Disney or uh that Illumination thing, I don't know. It, it's weird. I was really hoping this one would would do better. Uh, but it's still not I, I bad. Was, I thought it was it's gonna do bad. a little less, actually. Really? Yeah, but so Why? Uh, um I don't know. Just just a feel just a feeling. <laughs> yeah, that's what I and so I was I was happily surprised, especially when I saw the nineteen yeah. million from China being how kind of you know jerky they've been yeah 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 so um <laughs> yeah it it it, uh, it was a uh, it was nice to see i didn't i didn't mind at all i was like okay yeah. all right i see and, yeah. and i think it's good i think it's gonna have a, a really good uh really good legs and should be well enough yeah yeah the issue now is um how you know how many screens is it gonna get with <laughs> with with so many other films yeah, Transformers this weekend, Flash next weekend, and then Indy the weekend after that. I mean, uh, it is a jam-packed <laughs> June. Did you did you hear the uh, the issue with um, Tom Cruise uh, Mission Impossible? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard, I heard, I heard. <laughs> but I like, I, I heard. I, like to be fair, what are you doing putting a movie that close to a movie that you know is gonna hog up all the IMAX screens? I don't um, know. It's yeah, it, it's a like, and honestly, you everyone needs to enjoy this now 
because there's going to be a lull for movies coming up yes. very soon. Yes, we have. And, uh, we have the screen actors and the uh, writers currently on on strike. Uh, yeah. yeah, and yeah, it, well, no, the the actors aren't on strike yet. They they've they've they, voted they agreed to, that they, they agreed could. they could. They, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, and and the the rumors I've heard is that they're they're a whole lot more in line with with the writers than they were with the directors who were who quickly took a deal. Yeah, like I, like I said, you know, at the end of the day, the studios have a lot of investments. They have uh, sponsorships. They have a uh, back catalog full of residuals. They, they have sports venues, sports teams, sports channels. They have uh, news. They have, there's a, there's a lot of stuff the studios have that, can keep them generally afloat not to mention some studios have uh theme parks uh additionally most actors need work spiel or spielberg uh depp doesn't need work you know uh chris evans might not need work but there's a bunch of people that that do need work and and being on strike for a long period of time is is uh going to be more uh, impactful on them than it is going to be a uh, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow or or Robert Downey uh, Jr. And same thing for for directors. You got all these all these directors out there uh, that do commercials, that do uh, uh, music videos or small things, uh, TV episodes, uh, and they need work because their their name isn't Chris Nolan or or Steven Steven Spielberg. Uh, it, and and writers, of course, the ones that are that have been in the news the most. We all know that a lot of writers don't get paid all that all that much, and a lot of stuff gets written, and it's not and it's not all written by uh, what is it, Mick Freely and and Marcus, the the uh, guys the Russos are always uh, working for. Um, so it's it's a war of a of attrition, and yeah, you've got these two groups standing together, uh, good for them, but people that are knocking the directors. Like I said, it, it, it kind of depends on what your what your base has. Uh, most of the actors in the guild can't afford not to work for a long time. This isn't me telling them to fold. This isn't me picking studio sides or anything. It's just me lay, uh, observing the layout of the battlefield, if you if you will. It's a siege battle. You know what I'm saying? And unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on which side you actually do fall on one side has more resources than than the other it's going to be interesting to see how this goes because they didn't have this type of uh solidarity with with the other guilds that i remember yeah no it was just them last time yeah so it's it's going to be interesting but you you also can't blame people for for looking out for them themselves in a in an economy that really sucks and like i said most most of, people are thinking of like Steven Spielberg standing in solidarity. And I just throw that name out as a as a well known director. Not that they've actually come out and said or did in anything particular, but people think of you know you hear directors standing, uh, uh, directors folding, and they're thinking oh Steven Spielberg folded. And it's like no John Smith folded because John Smith needs to feed his his you know family, um, or not even folded. That's the wrong in their mind. In their mind, I'm not saying saying folded. Uh, and others right now feel like they can stand up for for a little bit more. It's it's a very nuanced situation. And again, all of the players are not big 
are not big names. The majority of the people that are fighting for, for better wages and stuff like that don't have a big name. I, I get that. So, food, but food they, 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 are, they do have a lot more to fight for this time around, though. Yes, um, it's going to be interesting. La yeah. Last time that they were fighting for it, I mean, obviously, it's always just been better pay. Which, you know, to some degree, at, at certain points, everyone deserves if you're doing your job. Um, but now you have the, the added complexity of streaming and streaming. Because as I was explaining to people, uh, as I was explaining to people at work, one, one of the biggest things is it's not just that they want to get paid more. The issue is um, sometimes these writers, um, they don't have work, but they're able to make it through residuals, yep. through uh, uh, syndication of shows yep. and things like that, like on cable specifically, uh, every time they continue to play, play, play The Office, residuals. Every time they, they play Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Comedy Central, yep. or the residuals, and they, they and get it. It's a small piece, a very, very small piece. Yep. But, you know, if you think about how many episodes some of these writers are writing for different shows, it adds up to... Yep. I can survive good, while I'm yeah. while I'm still working on new stuff. The issue now is these are going on streaming services, so you pay and a license, and sometimes being erased completely where yeah. they can't make money any, yeah. anymore. You, yep. pay, you pay a license a licensing fee, and you can play the show for as long as um, the contract whatever license. the contract yeah. says, and and that's it. There's no there's there's no residuals for every time it's played. There's there's no way to. Uh, there is ways, of course, to monitor it, but the, the streaming services never released those numbers. Um, and and so that's an issue. And then the next issue is the, the implementation of AI or the thought of using AI in Hollywood for writing, for visual effects. Oh, yeah, that's, et cetera, that's et cetera. I mean, that's, it's already, already here. And that's something that they're very worried about and yeah. that they want the studios to have a language for, a barrier for. Oh, yeah. Safeguard for their jobs. And finally studios aren't hiring writers for the same amount of times anymore as they did in the past in the past the way that you would have writers is writers write of course as their name would say it they would also be on set they would also mm -hmm. be there to change things as necessary now they're being hired six weeks at a time and then and then let go and then really yeah. the producers take over and and, uh, and adapt whatever they need to do uh to some degree and or they have, you know, other writers come in a yep. very, you know, temporary spot. So like, there's the job security is is way less than before, and so there's there's a lot more to fight for. I think this time around, than part of it before, and and part of it, uh, honestly, comes from as far as like the uh, the the uh, not I don't want to use scheduling because that's that's. The, the point you were just making, I can't figure out a, a better word to, to wrap it up, but uh, goes into the, the need for so much additional content. Uh, yeah. Uh, having a higher turnaround, shorter term means you get to hire more people to touch things um, at cheaper cost. Then you have a smaller group of, uh, like you mentioned, producers, showrunners, uh, directors, other writers that you bring on that touch up on Think of it as like a pyramid, if you will. A bunch of writers write all the, the general stuff and then a smaller group of people fine-tune on set as as necessary, like you were kind of saying, and it carries on on from, from there. Guys, uh, <laughs> streaming is something we've we've talked about endlessly on, on LRM and, and the genreverse, specifically LR Mornings and, and Daily Cog. Uh, it is... 
It is a double-edged sword. It can be used well if it is filled mostly by back catalog, documentary, educational, maybe, you know, light, uh, cheap content like uh, uh, young kids content, things like that. But using it as a as the the replacement for satellite and cable TV and and the replacement for the movie theater, it is it is not feasible uh, to uh, to do that and main, maintain the the content quality or or quantity. It's it's just not <laughs> not well, without yeah. not without paying more and uh ads i i mean i'm i'm telling you i can see a day where the only way to get ad free is to buy the one year package of the of the premium if you pay month to month it's going to be ads i'm and and i'm not i'm not even i'm talking like it'll be tied commercials <laughs> you'll be you'll be watching Wa walking dead season three or walking walking dead the last of us season three and they'll they'll have tide commercial breaks. I'm I, I'm telling you guys, it's it's coming. It's it's not sustainable. It's just not. How do we do this well, again? Well, the, well, the thing the thing <laughs> well the thing about it is, um, it, it might be a good alternative for television as far as as um we know what to watch because even cable has on demand and things like that for shows. Mm -hmm. uh, but we found we we have found out through the last year now that. Uh, even everyone's folding as far as movies because everyone was mm. so scared that oh no uh streaming's gonna streaming's gonna kill movie theaters because it, you know it's gonna be streaming exclusives and they've they've backed off um, they had to because they couldn't make couldn't make money yeah, that way <laughs> it, it's very simple um so i mean every, I, I have examples from every studio uh, uh smile was supposed to be a paramount a paramount plus exclusive they screened that movie one time and went, yeah, that's a bad idea. We're putting that in theaters. <laughs> mm -hmm. And it went on to have really, it be very, very successful. Um, and uh, Zaslav, in, in when he's in, in his last um, meeting, says they're not doing that anymore. Yeah, it was a pandemic. It was a pandemic kind of decision to do that. And then they, they continued on with it for a bit, a bit for some movies. But they're not going to be, they're, they're, none of their movies are going to be going on streaming. Unless yeah. they've already been in theaters, yeah. And uh, Disney is now doing the exact same thing. Yeah. Uh, the Boogeyman was, which was just released this weekend, was supposed to be a Hulu exclusive. It's it wasn't. It ended up being <laughs> in theaters, and uh, it's gonna do well enough to make a profit because horror yeah. movies aren't expensive to make. Um, they're they're not. But but what 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 did I just say? It's gonna make a profit. Was it gonna make the same thing on Hulu? Absolutely not. No. Uh, Max's Max's was supposed to have Blue Beetle as an exclusive, and it's going to be in theaters. Yes, uh, I mean, and so going forward, uh, Kyle and Manny were right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you cannot put feature films on on um, uh -huh. on, on streaming services and expect to make money. I, it's funny because I te I um I, I text my uh, my buddy over at Disney and says, "Man, this movie was <clears throat> that movie was really going to go on Hulu." And he's like, yeah, I'm really glad it didn't. Because the audio is so much better in theaters. There's a lot of little effects that yeah. you'll only get in theaters. Unless and, unless you're, you're Spider-Man across then, the Spider-Verse. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then you know what my next message was? I was like, man, you guys really screwed Prey then. <laughs> because that yeah. movie would have been amazing in theaters. That movie would have made made a lot more. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, you know, 
it, it's it's one of those things, man. It's it's a slow moving car crash that you you foresaw coming and still couldn't stop. So it sucks. Uh, we'll see how it ends up correcting itself. Um, I I I I see them dragging us, kicking and screaming back to the theaters for most most movies, which oh, I no, would be I'm, happy I'm, for. I so. do, I kick and scream in my seat because I. I spend so much time. As a matter of fact, um, Regal just sent me an update because I use my Regal card, of course. Yeah. Um, for everything. Uh, not sponsored. Can, um, yeah, that's the <laughs> only way I can I can watch so many movies all the time. Um, and this year alone, I've I've already been to the theater. I, I what was it, twenty five or thirty five times? I think it was twenty five times. That doesn't Jeez. include that doesn't include any of the screenings or anything I attended right, in the right, theaters. Right. So I was like, oh, the holy holy cow uh let me look really quick um oh 2023 so that was 26 26 damn. just to, just this year alone damn and if you count the screenings i think i'm at 36. <laughs> jeez what and, and that doesn't include ser tv series yeah no it's we're not even we're not even that many <laughs> weeks deep in into the year and look at you that's that's over a movie a week yeah and you know and you Excuse know what yeah so when i so when i give my opinion on movies you might know what i'm talking about a little bit but then again <laughs> you know everyone has everyone has their own opinion and they're gonna love what they love and that's fine because that's why there's so many of them i just happen to watch yes. all of them to to get a wider scope of what's out there and you know di different tastes because and as i i wash myself out in in white light switching the uh uh screen over to rotten <laughs> uh rotten tomatoes uh speaking of opinions people are releasing theirs on the flash uh early reviews uh yesterday i saw the flash had as low as like a 68 percent on uh rotten tomatoes as of this morning that was when it had like 16 reviews as of this morning this recording right now uh, uh, 78 reviews are in 73% of them are positive. Uh, for those that don't understand what rotten tomatoes is, it's not like 73%, like a grade of 73 out of, out of a hundred. Uh, uh, however, when you dig into them, you'll see a lot of, uh, middling, uh, grades, uh, to read a few of them, uh, Preston Barta, Denton Record Chronicle, strange to be watching and reviewing another superhero movie like The Flash in the wake of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which, uh, by comparison, is like measuring gourmet with fast food. That said, The Flash is some uh, tasty fast food. Uh, Jesus Agudo uh, from... I, I'm not going to try to... E. Car... Talera. I'm not going to try to pronounce things more properly because oh, my speech. Uh, the best chemistry in the whole film is the one that Ezra Miller has with Ezra Miller. <laughs> Flashes more of an homage to what the DC Universe was rather than a reset button. It got a 7 out of 10. That full review's in uh, uh, Spanish. A couple of negative ones. A 2 out of 5 uh, flickering myth. Robert uh, Cod Kodger, Kodger, sorry, a white noise fan service that doesn't register as anything beyond pointless action devoid of character-driven uh, stakes. 
filled with horrendous CGI. <laughs> Ezra Miller is the only uh, decent aspect, and I shudder to think how awful the Flash would be without them. Uh, someone else, 2.5 out of 4. Ezra Miller is definitely an acquired taste as the lead character. This is Jeff York establishing shot. Perhaps most troubling of all is how much more interesting both the older Batman character Keaton and the new Supergirl Kaye are in support. A lot of four, uh, excuse me, a lot of two out of five, uh, a lot of six and seven uh, out of tens, a few eights. I've seen an, an A minus from cinemovie.tv. Uh, Lupe Rodriguez Haas gave it a, an A minus, which is one of the highest, uh, a four out of five. I don't know, man. It's it. This is a this is a movie, and here's here's the danger and why I wanted to kind of go into these these mixed reviews, you know, mid, you know, hey, it's 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 meh or it's okay uh, type reviews is uh, uh, the budget, of course. You know, this this is a movie that originally was set to be out in like 2018, 2019, along with Cyborg film and, and stuff like that. Um, there's been rum, rumblings uh, of a budget as uh, low as 190, a lot of people saying 220, but even recent uh, rumblings, according to some outlets, of it being $330 million after reshoots and uh marketing, man. I don't I don't know. Three if if it's got a $330 million budget, dude, this this movie needs needs to be clearing close to seven hundred million worldwide uh to be profitable. Do you think that happens? Uh it'll be fine. I don't think it's going to make that wasn't uh, the question. <laughs> is it profitable? <laughs> yeah, it's profitable. Okay. Uh, I think it is. The just it's on um not on the flash though on Keaton alone. That's that's my opinion. <laughs> and and I I can't really honestly I hate Rotten Tomatoes. Uh just Well, that's why I read specific reviews. I, not, I know. Yeah. Um just because they're, they're very keen on always releasing initial numbers mm. and usually they'll go up and or up or down depending on the yes. film uh, most of the time for example marvel movies they have initial very high ones and then they, and then drop, they come come down but you yep. never hear about that again um so the the one actually that i i, I take a little bit more um, is really audience scores like what what are the what are the people oh, yeah. who are absolutely. coming in and, and absolutely and watching this because sometimes like um i don't i don't know what it is about critics but they hate non-marvel superhero movies and horror movies yes it's, it's so hard to get horror movies to get uh good grades at sometimes because i just don't i just don't know if they understand the genre like Yes, this is campy and, and kind of dumb because that's what it's supposed to be. Yeah. You know, a slasher movie, you know, has so many, you know, so many different uh, check uh, boxes it needs to check off that are kind of dumb. That's what makes it, you know, what it is. Did did the did the victims run while the slasher appeared to walk and yet keep up? Check. Good. <laughs> so, so, uh. The laws, the laws of of uh, uh, human anatomy and f physiology and physics do not apply in horror movies. Keep keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 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 I, I hate critic scores and stuff like that. I I do not read reviews. 
uh, because it, sometimes I do feel like it, it can poison the well as far as an opinion or you don't. reveal too many things. Yeah, I don't but, know. But we know that that does play that that does play a factor to people because what happens is instead of you and I bringing this up and saying, hey, what do you think about these uh, these reviews and how do you think this will affect the money? You'll have certain people on YouTube take this and be like, this is why you should have uh, uh, fired <laughs> Snyder earlier or this is why you should have made uh, Snyder the head of, of DC Studios and they take this and drive it and then they feed into that that internet bubble of of people and you get those that are going to not see this because of X, Y, Z or they're only going to see this because of, of X, Y, Z. Uh, it does play a part on people whether whether the critics uh, mean it to or not and whether people realize or not just simply by the ability and think about what it's going to be like when when we get into uh, uh, the fall closer to the Marvels we all know how much the internet loves Brie Larson <laughs> so uh, you're, you're going to see that I love talking about it because of that business side of things and I, I love the, the uh, uh, forecasting and things like that uh, I'm getting better. I used to really, really suck at it, but I'm getting better, which I, I which I like. Uh, oh, oh, overall, yeah, of course. Come on now. Um, <laughs> but it it is it is something that does play a factor, and there are still a large amount of of people that that look at reviews, and that might not mean whether or not they go see it, but it might mean whether or not they go see it opening night where they are waiting on that audience reaction instead. And we know how heavily movies are front loaded and in a and in a summer season like we're getting this year where week and after week and you've got mm -hmm. a big a big hit, you you can't really afford for people to be willing to wait because then the big form, format screen or the or the premium uh, recliner seats might not have that movie the next week and then they're like, eh, I, I can wait. Movies come out so fast these days. I I can wait ninety days. Well, we have That's, we have a lot of we have a whole theater with recliner seats. So yeah, I know you you guys are <laughs> lucky. I've got crap here. So uh, yeah. So I mean, the Flash in itself has so much going for it and against it. Uh, the like uh, I always I always decrease the value of a film if it keeps getting pushed back and pushed back and pushed back because it means that <laughs> it's been tinkered with a lot. Uh, the movie that did very Black, well. Black Adam, anyone? Uh, yeah, um, that's all the rock. Um, that's that's um, <laughs> let's put it that way. Um, anyway, um, I keep saying um now. The the other thing is it also has to you know climb I, that hill about Ezra Miller and all his stuff going yeah. on. <clears throat> it has it has the the issue also of being stuck in somewhere inside a multiverse tunnel between. Uh, the DCEU extended universe and DC films and and you know what what does it do now <clears throat> and then and then uh, what it has going for it of course is Michael Keaton it <clears throat> it has the fact that it's bringing back some really beloved characters that we liked My, like uh, Michael Shannon Zod was really good mm -hmm. and then the introduction of <clears throat> Supergirl um, a different Supergirl than um, Melissa Benoist um, and I'm interested in seeing like is this movie going to get the Snyder Bros push because of the fact that technically it's it's still in that universe. Um so it's you know it's like all right 
here's the thing. I'm going to go watch it. I'm not worried about it because if it doesn't do well, it's not necessarily part of Gun's universe anyway. So yeah. whatever. <laughs> but I, but you know I, I'm I'm still gonna go try to enjoy it and if it's if it's bad I'll let you guys know it's bad because I I remember sitting in Batman v Superman which to some degree I I really liked and with Gemma on, on it and uh I sat there at the end of the movie going oh people are gonna hate this <laughs> uh, and because I, I gotta be honest like it, it's it, it wasn't it wasn't gonna be for everyone and I felt the same way about Jurassic World Domination. It was fun as a fan, but as a film, it had problems. Yeah, but I I agree with you on the on the whole reviews thing because uh, there's not a week goes by that people ask me my thoughts on films, and by the end of it, they go, "All right, I guess I'll wait," or oh, "Okay, I, I I'll go I'll go I know what I'm, I think I'm gonna go watch it tonight, or I'm watching it this weekend. I'm glad I'm, I'm glad I talked to you. I so yeah no I 100% agree with you. I was yeah. just saying from my personal experience. Oh yeah yeah yeah. I I don't <clears throat> I don't like doing that. I like to maybe dive into a couple of actor and director interviews maybe, but uh, um, or do some myself of course, uh, but not never see the opinion of of a, of a guy or a a lady critic who has a vendetta against gun. Yeah. <laughs> Back in uh um or. Sorry, I, I was gonna start a different story, but then I, I kinda got lost. Um when it when it comes to people asking you for an opinion, that is that is the kind of thing that I like when people have a critic or a friend whose opinions mesh with them enough that they can use that opinion to be a little a little more discerning. Um instead of taking, say, an aggregate score and making a choice based on that if there's an opinion out there like there's some movies uh back in the day brian would go see and there's how i was going to connect these two uh brian would see because i wasn't super interested in but it was like yeah if, if brian says it's good I, I i trust his his opinion well enough uh things things like that so that's when it's good to use critics if you've got a friend in the business or there's a, a, a particular critic that you read often and, and they jive well with you. But yeah, just going, making that choice solely off of the aggregate scores is definitely not the uh, not the best way to do things. So anyways, uh, we'll see how it, we'll see how it goes. I, I wish it nothing but the best specifically so that way it'll make money for theaters i know early reports and we talked about this on a an episode a while ago as my cat tries to climb up behind me hi kione <laughs> what are you doing just being a cat i know but she doesn't usually uh get up on my uh shoulders like that i think she just wants some uh screen time um we talked about uh that it wasn't tracking as high as some would hope uh, so we'll see how not it does. <laughs> yeah, not in my my area whatsoever. Well, uh, I don't have any any other stories, Manny. I, I, I'm I'm good. Are you are you good? Yeah, but let me ask you this sure. uh, burning question. Uh, if Into the Spider Verse and Across the Spider Verse did so good, and there's Sony films, how come they can't get any other film? Oh my right? god! Don't 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 e don't even give me. That. <laughs> I don't I don't know. Like I like I said, uh one of the things when when it came to the first Spider-Verse movie, it was 
it was low budget relative uh low budget and they they didn't care like corporate didn't care if it made money good it didn't really cost them anything to to make the money um now it's like you guys got you guys obviously have something uh uh going here why why can't you you replicate that instead and i haven't seen the movie yet but i've i've heard some things instead we get sony muddling with what is and what isn't connected to who what where when why and 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 how and uh yeah they're they're giving us uh craven and and giving us uh madam madam web so i do not i do not understand I, that was that was my second thought after really enjoying everyone the film and, and watching everyone enjoy all it. those all those connections that As, they are playing with i was like um what I was like, why can't they do anything else good? I I liked Ghostbusters, so that doesn't count. Oh yeah, but whatever. um, whatever. Other than that, I mean, what really have they given us? Uh, I Not but that. I think I think the one thing I did want to say about the last thing I'll say about um Across the Spider Verse that was special mm -hmm. is uh, so all all the you, you know how usually you know how we talked about the the, the like um the nostalgia in No Way Home and and how without it it was nothing. Yeah. I, I, you know, with so many Spider-Man in the film, I thought it was going to get really clunky and I thought it was going to uh, uh, just it not, wasn't going to work the same way as it did the previous film. But, you know, if it did one thing, thing, it made me realize how much of a part of my life Spider-Man has been. Oh, yeah. Um, because it, it goes, wait, did you you saw it, right? <laughs> no, not yet. Uh, I, oh. I, I know. I know everything. Though. Okay. So but don't spoil for everyone, but kind of okay. Keep it, so you know. so that so there's there's different Spider-Mans that are represented in their true yeah yeah animation or live action version or whatever, mm -hmm. and so it's like oh I remember that Spider-Man from you know whatever, and then I remember that Spider-Man from this and that and from different mediums, and then and then you start like put putting the connections as the movies go on, and you realize man Spider-Man's been in my life for yeah for a long time it's, it's just spider-man tattoo so that's just a prison tattoo relax oh god um, <laughs> um uh i i just uh, uh my most my most hardcore prison tattoo the giant star wars one. or no wait is it my my ghostbusters tat that's not a tattoo? prison tattoo that's a nerd <laughs> tattoo <laughs> um uh it looks great um but but it's really I, I think i thought it was really cool that the nostalgia wasn't necessary were, were just kind of in a little bit more of crumbs that then allowed you to put to put together like oh man like they've actually done a really good job at making sure spider-man stayed relevant in my life yeah. through everything and then here we are uh, here i am at almost 35 still watching spider-man yeah. So, um, so that, I thought that was, I thought that was really cool. I, I mean, I, they didn't, they didn't necessarily shove it down my throat and I'm um, ready for more Spider-Man, not Madame Web or Craven. I just, um, or Venom in, 3 in the, or... in the, in the words of, uh, one of my favorite characters in Spider-Man, <sighs> just get me more damn pictures of Spider-Man. Yeah, there you <laughs> go. And you guys can get more content here on uh, uh, the Genreverse YouTube channel. Lots of anime reviews and reactions. Uh, Daily Cog, Breaking Geek Radio, you can check out there. Uh, uh, Across the Spider-Verse review right there. Cantina will be around with Star Wars news when it hits. 
And uh, we'll see what the future brings with uh, Secret Invasion and Marvel Multiverse Mayhem. If it's not a reaction video, it goes up on all the podcasts, go up on our uh, podcast channel, Genreverse Podcast Network, and of course, lrmonline.com. Every day for all written uh, written news, entertainment, uh, all your entertainment news needs, opinions, written reviews, uh, celebrity interviews from the LRM YouTube channel, and more. Any final, final words, Manny? Um, the truth is out there. 